Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's Deborah and Jackie in the studio today. And Deb, I have a question for you that's going to lead right into our discussion. What piece of advice do you wish everyone would take to heart? Well, I believe that everyone should believe in themselves, believe in God, and persevere no matter what your circumstance or your situation that you're facing. That's beautiful. And basically today we want to focus on Hebrews 10. Yes. And that is Christ's sacrifice once and for all. And we want everyone to get a very significant message here. And that is that when you come to God, okay, you're born again with the Holy Spirit of God in you and you become a new creation. Yes. Old things have passed away. And a great quote here is, it says, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart, having our hearts cleansed from a guilty conscience, sins and lawless acts will be remembered no more. So your past is over, Deb. So what opportunity is given to you now as you try to search to make your life become uh, one where you know the mind of Christ and mm -hmm. how you live every day? Mm -hmm. Well, you see, the thing is, as you said, Christ sacrificed once and for all. So Christ already came and made that sacrifice for us because we couldn't do it ourselves. And it's just a matter of whether or not you believe that. And if you believe that, then the manifestation for you to go through that process shouldn't be a problem for you because you already believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is God. He came, he died, he rose again, and he said, no man can enter into the kingdom of God except he be born again. So you have to take on a whole new transformation, mind, body, and spirit in order to be in the presence of God. Absolutely. And it really becomes a question of, you know, um, dealing with how you see your life, you know, do you want good things to come into your life? And, and you're going to go through changes, you know, to, to make these good things happen. Mm -hmm. But basically you learn a, a dependence on God. Yes. And that dependence is really what begins to define your, your process of growth. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And the way I see it is in so many cases, um, you know, um, becoming more Christ-like is a very difficult journey. Yes. I mean, we can't just look at it with simplicity and say, okay, this is what, you know, the Bible says we should do and be. Many people have not even begun to look at the seriousness of, of the contents of the Bible or to even start to analyze how it can change their life. Mm -hmm. So you now have to realize that you have to learn to seek God, not for what he can do for you, but who he is. That's yes. a foundational principle, Amen. okay? You must know his word to know his ways. Yes. And that means start with yourself. Start this process in your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, and how is it possible for us to go right into the presence of God, Jackie? How is it possible for us to do that? I think probably by reading his word. Reading his word. You just said it. Yeah. Learning really to read his word. Mm -hmm. And that is a process that it does take a certain amount of time and it takes a commitment, but it doesn't have to be something that seems overwhelming and uh, difficult to accomplish. Because once you start to read God's words, you start to know the ways, the, the things that he values, and most importantly, how much he values you. Yes. Okay. We are living in a negative world. There's so much negativity and we need to prophesize good things over our lives. We need to prophesize over our families, over our health, over our jobs. Mm -hmm. We have to say good things and believe them about ourselves to bring them about. And the first thing that the, that knowing God does is it gives you a sense of value, how important you are. Yes. And you know what? We come not half heartedly 
or improper motives or pretense, but with pure individual and sincere worship. And sometimes it's, you have to be in the spirit in order to feel that. Yes. In order to get that sense of, you know, presence with God, because God is a spirit and you have to worship him in spirit and in truth. He, he can't have anything else, you know? And so that, that's why it's so important that when you're going to be in the presence of God, you have to acknowledge that presence. Definitely. You have to, you have to be in that presence. You have to be in that realm, you know? And if we, if we evaluate our thoughts and motive according to his word, you know, Christians can approach God boldly. Yes, they can. And I also think you can add to that a famous line that I heard, which said, "Is your if your life isn't supernatural, it's superficial." Absolutely, and I, I love think that's that. wonderful because that is really drawing on the spiritual element. Yeah. Because uh, if you are living to figure things out on your own, you really don't know God. And whatever you choose to idealize, that is what takes first place in your life. So if you idealize your job or making money or these kind of things, these things take over your life, mm -hmm. and you don't become Christ-centered anymore. You become centered around these things. And the truth is, there is nothing wrong with being successful or putting a value on accomplishing your goals in life. But the truth of the matter is, if you tune God out yes. to accomplish these things, then you're really flatlining and yes. you're not really moving on a plateau that's going to bring ultimate success to your life. And you know, the interesting thing is people say to me, you know, I... I really look at Christians as good people and I wouldn't mind being a Christian, but I find it so hard to be a Christian. But I want people to know this. First of all, a lot of people say, well, I have to get my act together before I can become a Christian. No, you see, the thing is, the good thing about God is that he... Or even worse than that, people think it's going to change the things that I enjoy and I have but it fun will with. It has to change And it. I'm going to be judged inappropriately. It has to change it. You can't come to God and still want to party or, you know, do all the this, this stuff that you know is not godly. You, it has to come with a significant change. And I think that's what the detourm is for a lot of people. They When they think about what they have to give up versus just being a simple, humble person, the trading is much, it's, it's too much for them because they love the party life. They love to be all over social media. They love to show themselves half naked. They love to, you know, they love to do all these kind of things. And that's not godly. And so, and I think that is really the setback for a lot of people to really come to Christ. Yeah, I think that's because true. Because that's a, just like Christ made that huge sacrifice. Because back in the day when we sinned, when man sinned, it was a need for animal sacrifice for the cleansing of sin. But then God is like, you know what? That's too easy. I will literally send my son to die for the entire world. So all you have to do is have faith and believe in my son. And that's the remission of sin. Yeah. But even with that simpleness, people still find it hard because why? There is a level of honor that you have to bring. And if you don't bring it, then you're not, you're not all there. Well, the truth is it becomes also a sense of personal responsibility. And I think that's what ties in to the quest for knowing Christ more, because you're basically at a point where you sort of say, um, I need something more in my life. And you really are searching for something. So as you say, you do have to make changes to become more Christ-like, but you want to make those changes when you start to see that little by little, God's word is having such an impact on you that mm -hmm. you want to live a better life. 
So there's always free will here. Nobody is coerced exactly. into doing anything. There's a decision that you make that you say, wow, I really am free to, to be myself on a new level which still allows me to enjoy my life, but to just change my value system for the better mm -hmm. so that I am serving God, but I'm also serving myself. So this is the thing. You are improving little by little. So this is the thing. There is value in understanding Christ's sacrifice and knowing that it is for you and it's to make you the best person and to live the most abundant life that you can live. And as we're discussing Hebrews 10, uh, 35 to 30, the Bible gives us a clear choice between two, two, two life direction because life often folks off into direction. You must take the higher road, even though it looks more difficult and treacherous, the road gets steep in places. The climb takes a toll on your energy. It gets lonely. Um, not many are on it, but more than you imagine. And some because of your example it gets slippery and the devil blows ice on the narrow passages <laughs> so you know what i mean i yeah. mean it's it's not an easy road no, when you want to take the road to the better place it's a journey it's, it's a, a long journey. journey it's a long journey and i think it's it's really important to realize that it does take a commitment to go through that journey but when i look at the issue too. I think we have to divide the subject also into the importance of the church at this point. Yes. Because when we talk about um, being more Christ-like in our minds, we have to realize that we need the community of the church. Mm -hmm. Okay. That we are social people. We need to, we need support from one another. Okay. We're this community of brothers and sisters. And what the church really does is it shows us how to be a blessing to others. And in this time we need we need people more than we ever have. And we've learned that because we've been separated from people. Mm -hmm. At this point, we've been isolated because of the virus that we're dealing with. And we're, we're almost caged in, you know, in terms of the things we can do. And at this point, what is the most wonderful thing to experience, Deb? And that is to know that we have contact with other people. Mm -hmm. And here's a great quote made by John Nesbitt. It says, the most exciting breakthroughs of the 21st century will not occur because of technology, but because of an expanding concept of what it means to be human. But you know, Jackie, with this pandemic that really sets set things apart and people apart, I mean, this is the time where I feel like we could be losing a lot of our Christian uh, brothers and sisters in their fate because the gathering is no more and people need that human connection in order to grow in their spirituality. And um, anyone who says that I don't need church to be a Christian, let me tell you something. You are so much quicker to fall than to rise yeah because you need the other you need the strength of genuine christian because the bible tells us that yep the bible said to neglect christian meeting is to give up the encouragement and help of christians we gather together to share our faith and to strengthen one another in the lord as many as we get closer to the day when christ will return we will face many spiritual struggles and even and even times of prosecution, anti-Christian foes will grow in strength. And we've seen all the prosecution that's been happening across yeah, the world. Yeah, true. Now we even see, you know, the Haitian crimes that's happening. You know, it's unfolding bit by bit. But And the Bible stands up to this day as the most truthful book of all times. Yes, it is. Whatever you see is happening, you look into the Bible and it's right there. So how can you 
reject the truth when it's in front of your face. Well, it is being rejected, Deb, because in today's world, for many people, the wisdom of God is almost considered foolishness. You have a lot of countries all over the world where Christians are killed or severely punished. Okay, we're talking about countries like China, Pakistan, uh, Afghanistan, even countries in Africa like Nigeria. There are attempts made on the lives of Christians. So mm -hmm. these things are happening all the time. And you ask yourself, why do Christians suffer persecution, despite the fact that they're out there spreading good news? They're trying to make the world a better place. And it really is because change comes from suffering. Mm -hmm. And the Bible talks about suffering in the real terms and that if you want to make change, you have to suffer. There's growing pains that you go through and we all suffer it. But the thing is, there is something wonderful at the end of the horizon. And we all have to realize that we're going through because that's somewhat sometimes the only way to make it through is to go through. Yes. And it's a difficult thing. It's a difficult thing. And although Hebrews 10, you know, encourages believers to persevere in their Christian faith and conduct when facing prosecution and pressure, we don't usually think of suffering as good for us, but it can build our character and our patience. You know, during times of great stress like this, uh, we may feel God's presence more clearly and find help from Christians we never thought would care. It's true. Right? And I and, think and knowing that Jesus is with us in our suffering. Important. Yeah. That, you know, he will return one day and to put an end to all this pain helps us to grow in our faith and our relationship with him. So the care of another person, I don't care if it's by phone, you pick up the phone and you have your your Skype meetings. These are still ways to generate the energy and the positivity that we need to stay focused and stay grounded in the word of God. It's very true. And I think that this is the thing. Com uh, contact with other people is so vital today. And that's really the most godly thing you can do is to love people. Yes. It's, it's almost right behind, if not completely aligned with loving yourself. So when we go through a crisis, uh, you know, the church provides such guidance for us and we need the church because the church also helps uh, for pe around the world for people to know uh, God's position and to come closer to God all the time in the activities that they choose. Actually, you know. The other day I was uh, listening to this program and, you know, they were talking about how can we live our life in more patience and more endurance on top of everything else that's happening. Yeah. And we can only do that through the love and the care and the belief in Jesus Christ. Yeah. We can, and, and each other. Yeah. We can, like, this is not, this is not going to be something where it's like a drive through. No, it's a process. Well, this is the thing. Today, everything is instant. You know what I mean? Yeah. You can cook food in your microwave. <laughs> Everybody snaps their fingers and they get something done right away. It's people, a process. Yeah, people have no patience for anything that takes too much time anymore. And quite frankly, uh, the spiritual journey is a very difficult one. It, it requires is. a lot of commitment. And you have to stay with it to see the, the process of growth. And as you say, Deb, you're going to fall away very easily if you mm -hmm. don't have a backup system. Yeah. If you don't surround yourself by people who know the word, who live through the doctrine and who can guide you and encourage you. When you're on your own, it's a, it's a hard road to travel. And most of us will walk away and give up on it if we don't get a support system. But it's almost like anything else. When God created this earth and he created animals, he didn't create one of each kind. He created two of each kind, a male and a female. And when he created human, he didn't just create Adam and Eve. He created this entire 
world and universe of humans. And the reason for that is for us to have each other. Yes. It's for us to love each other. Mm-hmm. It's for us to commune with each other. And we are so separated by culture, by, uh, by national origin, by, by fate, by, by hate, by war. We're so separated yep. that bringing us together will take a miracle. And that miracle can only come t- from God. Yep. You know? can only come from God. And his first commandment is to love one another. And only half of us are yet to achieve that. And even in our regular life, it's so hard to even love our dear family, let alone a total stranger. True. Mm-hmm. But the work must be done because we're not doing And if we think of what we're doing, we're not doing it for ourselves. We're doing it in the name of God, which has so much more power. It does. It has so much more power. And and the thing is, I always say I'm not ashamed of the gospel because it has power in it for those who believe. Yeah, and I'm not ashamed to admit to people that I am a Christian and I get so much value and I'm so proud of that. Because yes. when people look at you, they should be able to see something about you that shines above yeah. other people. They should want to know what gives you that peace. What, you know... Uh, in this confusing world when so many people feel unhinged and don't know what direction to go in or they're more seriously depressed and contemplating things that are dangerous and, and so damaging, you have to really know who you are and the fact that people may come to you and say, I want what you have. Mm -hmm. You seem so balanced. You seem so guided and so focused. I would like to know what you have. Mm -hmm. And that's the way you should be. So religion, religious people shouldn't be people who you're afraid to approach you know, people who are not engaged, people who are not interested in giving or sharing. They should be positive people, people who have something to give back. As a community. Yes. You know, Jackie, and I said to you earlier, you know, as much as there is a lot of persecution on, on the Christian faith or people of God, you all, we also have to think in terms of the Christian people have been very hard as well on sinners and people who are not Christians. That's true. You know, they can look down on you because you're not a Christian. They can judge you wrongly because you're not a Christian. Yeah. And sometimes when God see these sort of activities and these sort of behaviors, you know, he intensified the pressure more to get you to see the relevance. Yep. Of his work. And it's not your work. It's his work. And if it's like, if I'm working for this company. Yeah. I am working under that company's standard, not my own standard. And the thing sometimes with Christian, we can actually be very judgmental of other people outside of the Christian faith. Sometimes. Sometimes we can be. And so we need to change that mindset as well. We need to, there's a lot of work to be done in the Christian forefront. There is. There is a lot of work to be done. Because if we want people to come to Christ, the first thing we cannot do is to judge them. Yeah. The, the other things we cannot do is to push them away or tell them to go clean up your act and then come because God is willing to meet you where you're at. He's not waiting for you to be perfect because he knows no man is perfect. Yeah. And so when it comes to persevere, regardless of whether you're Christian or not, you persevere through your circumstances. It doesn't matter because perseverance is faith and faith is the evidence of things not seen and but the things that are hoped for amen yep amen yep amen so if you think you got it all figured out before you can make that step let me tell you something don't wait make that step now 
And then as you go by, as you said earlier, Jackie, little by little, the transformation will happen. Yes, it will. Because God is able to rectify. Listen, and that's the only way, Deb, that you know it's real. Yeah. If it's something that's rushed and something that's not thought out and you're, you're not committed to it, it has no staying power. But if, if you take it slow and even without your intentions, but with the spiritual guidance, the change is made in you and it's made for you. So you don't have to necessarily master, you know, a whole change in your personality. You will start to change because mm-hmm. you see the benefits of what knowing God, being part of the Christian community and fighting for a belief system that has value and significance will do for you. Amen. And you know what? The thing, the beautiful thing is if there is something out there that is impossible for God to do, it's because it doesn't exist. That's right. It doesn't exist. Cause nothing, and with God, is, all things are possible. Are possible. I was going to say so, nothing is impossible. You understand what I'm yeah. saying? So it doesn't matter who you are, where you're from, where you're coming from. God is willing to change you. And God, we've seen how much God used people in their worst state to do the best work. That's right. And we will eventually get to some of the key people yes. that have, that are so remarkable in terms of the transformation that yes, they have experienced, fate. you know, uh, by knowing God and how much power, uh, he has to actually, uh, almost rebuild, mm-hmm. you know, somebody's damaged life. Yes. So it's really amazing. And and this is really what we just want to say is that um, understanding um, what Christ's sacrifice is, is really the key to living. And it's the key to living well. And it goes back to how Deb answered those questions in the beginning. That when you believe in yourself and you believe in God and you persevere regardless of your circumstances, the outcome really shows that Christ's sacrifice was worth it all. Amen. Well, my name is Jackie. And my name is Deborah. And I hope that this message reach you wherever you are, where, you know, whatever condition you might be facing right now, because we can only be the voice for the man above. And that's what we're trying to do to, to uplift your life and encourage your life and to have you thinking seriously about what's your next step. Most definitely. Yep. Well, thank you for listening. And you can catch us on Anchor. Spotify, Google Play, Apple Podcasts. We have all these platforms. Stay tuned. Stay tuned.